What's up, guys? Uh, this is a weekly short for getting closer to the flame, to the vehement flame. So I just wanted to cover uh, those topics that we spoke about of those two age-old questions that everybody, all of mankind, whether you're woman or man, have uh, going through life at some point in your life, if not multiple times, right? Um, the one... Uh, where why why do we exist right let's go over get your sword out get your word out cuddle it nestle it ruffle the pages get in there eat some eat some spiritual food it's, it's a it's a literal thing right it's just paper with words on it but connected to the vehement flame connected to the your spirit and holy spirit is where it comes alive inside and that's the importance of taking this, taking this and turning it into language to where you read it, speak it, hear yourself, hearing the word, seeing it, all of those spiritual gates, right? Getting it into your life, into your prayer walk, into your prayer life, using it as a springboard. I would encourage you um, to recognize that. <laughs> Oh, make it stop. <laughs> That's my brother calling. I'll put it on silent and call you back in a minute, brother. But anyway, so I want you want you to recognize um, where your spirit's at every time you pray, whether you realize it or not. You're in Revelation four. You're in the throne room, and just studying the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter four. Go in there, take a look. Um, what's going on, the happenings, what's going on before the throne of grace that we're called to come boldly to the throne of grace. Um, check it out. Go there and recognize, taste and see and experience spiritually where you're at when you pray and you minister to the heart of God. You bring him pleasure. So back to that, one of those questions, we'll just summarize that real quick. Um, is why do we exist? Why do we exist? Well, Revelation chapter four, it ends with all of the heavenly hosts, the four living creatures, the elders, the kings casting down their crowns of gold, all of heaven saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and for your pleasure, they are and were created. So we're created to bring God pleasure. He delights in you and he likes you knowing that he delights in you it's a very intimate thing that he wants with us that connection to be closer to you than a brother to be closer to you than your mother than your father your your earthly father your friend your closest friend right he wants that connection and that's what we're after here because we're trying to get closer to the vehement flame the burning one on the throne and the only way you can do that is through Jesus Christ. He is the door and empowered by the spirit, right? Not by, not by works, lest any man should boast, but by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, the door is open. The veil has been removed and torn. So the other question is, what is eternal life? <clears throat> what is eternal life? Like men's been searching it for it ever since their existence and we fell from it. So Jesus tells you chapter 17 in John, 
And this is life eternal. Chat or verse 3, 17, John 17, verse 3. And this is life eternal, that I, that they, that you might know the one and only true God, the one and only God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent, that you would know God. That's eternal life. How amazing is that? And how are you to know God? Um, I covered that, I believe, in the interview with Carrie. So you can go check that out. Um, another scripture that we can go to right now and check out what is he talking about knowing him, knowing Jesus Christ and knowing the Father. What is that? How do you do that? What does that look like? Um, and if you jump over to Ephesians chapter 3, and you go into this amazing prayer that I would encourage you to pray in your life. It's just called the apostolic prayer. And all that is is a fancy word for, hey, the apostles prayed this. Probably a good idea to pray it for yourself. So if you pray, if you if you want to turn it into a prayer or a daily prayer for your life, I'd encourage you to start in uh, verse 15 on down through 21. But we're going to go ahead and look at chapter 3, verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's life eternal, but and it's describing what happens here, that exchange through the encounter. You're knowing the love of Christ that passes just head knowledge, just knowing things about him knowing words on a page, you're passing that into an experiential realm in your spirit, man, connected to the spirit through Christ to where that you know that you know that you know that because you've experienced it. You've experienced him for yourself. And he's very jealous for you to know you for you and have you experience him for yourself passes knowledge passes understanding passes the kitten inside of our heads with the ball of yarn transcends all of that that that's that's amazing and he has that for each and every one of us and so um i'm going to start doing lives and having some q a's uh on saturdays so yeah that looks like tomorrow to me uh for me it's friday uh and we're going to do some q a's there and have some fun, fellowship with each other, uh, interact with each other, and uh, have a blessed time. Amen. Have some coffee talk, honey. We'll have some coffee talk and break out our swords and cuddle in them, thumb them, thumb, eat our spiritual food, and see what God has for his children and come expect it to the throne of glory because our God is alive. Amen. All the other gods have eyes, but they can't see. All the other gods have ears, but they can't hear. There's no other god that you can call father. No other god can be called a friend. This is the connection he wants to experience and encounter us with now, in the here and now. And it determines things in the hereafter. And I'm, I'm, I have that burning desire for you to experience it for yourself. You don't need to be in a special physical place in a building or anything like that you have him inside of you you are the building i am the building that he wants to reside in not a church not not 
a church in the words of how we see it. The church, according to the Bible, is the body of Christ. It's us coming together, talking about them. And it's, there's many promises to back that up. And he is with us when we come together and do that. I'm just so excited for it, guys. Um, and so another thing is I'll be doing little excerpts from uh, teaching the Song of Solomon that I want to do. And I don't want to make this video too long um, that we're going to be getting into. So I like to refer to it like a, it's kind of like the a new covenant in the Old Testament. And understanding it the way the children of Israel have understood it for thousands of years. It's an uh, allegory. There's a lot of people that um, teach on it for marriage counseling and relationship purposes. And I'm not saying they're wrong, but the historical thought and context of it, Israel always understood that they were the young Shulamite, the bride, the bride, the bride of Christ. And King Solomon is looked at as God. And now we know from Jesus coming, <clears throat> Jesus coming as a bridegroom, king and judge and our savior, right? Well, his identities throughout the word is a bridegroom, friends of the bridegroom, right? That's what he called the, the disciples when he was talking to them about fasting on the Sabbath and when are your, when are your disciples going to fast? Well, the friends of the bridegroom cannot fast while they have the bridegroom with them, but surely the days will come when they fast when I'm taken from when the bridegroom's taken from them. anyway so we're going to be looking at it from that perspective amen and I find it funny because you know women have always had to put uh their uh their identity in when it says son of God or you know but it talks about my son they have to put my daughter in their in their mind because they are man whoa man there are of us of man and we're all one you know uh but we get to be on the flip side of that now, guys, to where we're his bride. And in this picture, you're the little Shulamite girl. But it's just from a spiritual context. So uh, that's that was what we got to overcome in our minds. But anyways, we're going to be diving into that. And uh, we're going to dive into it uh, spiritually and how it's been looked at for thousands of years by the Israelites. There's a reason why it was in the Holy of Holies. And so this old... Testament book, Old Covenant book, is if you take the lens of Romans, the book of Romans, by faith, it's through grace. It's not through works. We sin and man should both. It's nothing that you did. It's everything that Jesus did for us. Grace through faith. And if you take that and apply it to this allegory story, it's amazing. And it tells you where it's going. It shows you how you're in these seasons the spiritual seasons whether it be dry on fire whatever and it tells you how to overcome it through faith in jesus by your by the spirit the holy spirit of god in you and uh making you mature making you grow and progress to the point where you're going to be a part hopefully of the pure and spotless bride that jesus talks about and that he's coming back for amen so that's what I want to let you guys know. And I want us to grow together and I want us to really get down and clean in this instead of down and dirty. We're going to get down and clean in it. Amen. In Jesus mighty name, by the power of his spirit. And I look forward to this journey and we're going to go on together, guys. I look forward to it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs>